Welcome to Woman Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah the Rebel. My co-host, Oh Katrina, is out sick today. And this is episode 16, probably, maybe. Uh, if you've never watched Woman Up show before, this is a show where normally two, uh, we'll pretend this poop, for those of you watching visually, is Oh Katrina. Normally two crazy cat ladies talking about geek and gaming stuff going on in the world uh, with a feminist and diversity angled slant. That's what we do. Anyway, um, we normally start off with the news, then we dive into a main topic and wrap it all up with chick pics. Since Oh Katrina is out, I will be doing everything, so this will probably be a shorter podcast because I don't have anyone to argue with. <laughs> when you don't have anybody to argue with, times are tough. Um, you know what I just realized? My microphone is all the way on the other side of the room. So, I'm just gonna go get that. <laughs> this is what happens when you try to have a podcast and you're sick and your co-host isn't here. You just make crazy mistakes. But apparently you guys could still hear me, I guess. Alright. <coughs> Katrina would hate to be replaced with poop, don't you lie. Don't you tell that lie. Oh, I'm real close to the microphone. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Just got to get the microphone straight. You know, that intro was so good, and I was so proud of myself. And then the microphone. Uh, I really am surprised that you guys could hear me, so please let me know if there's any sound issues for the rest of the show. Uh, and if anybody could tweet, thank you, Tech. I see that you already have, and that's why I even said it, because I was like, I bet you that Tech has already tweeted um, sharing out the show, since it's only one person promoting tonight, it's going to probably be a much smaller crowd. Um, so let's dive right into the news. Oh, it's really going to be sad to do this news without somebody to argue with me. So guys, feel free to argue with me as we go. Um, the first thing that I had as news was uh, George Lucas talking about what he thinks about the new Star Wars. I'll link you guys in the chat to the article that I watched it on. It was on Wired. Okay, yeah, you want to you wanna copy and paste? Thank you. Rude. Anyway, uh, it wasn't that interesting to me except for two things he said. Uh, number one, he said he's kind of, um, it sounded like he wasn't sad to not be working on Star Wars because people made him hate Star Wars. That's what it sounded like. He didn't say that specifically, but he was like, no matter what you do, people are going to critique you and criticize you. Um, and that his favorite character is Jar Jar Binks. And, you know, it just really seemed like he was kind of like, you guys are jerks and you're why I don't love this thing anymore. <laughs> Which is really sad, and we're sorry, George Lucas, that we ruined Star Wars for you. Um, but the second question, I mean, the second thing that he said that really, really mattered to me was he said, hey, JJ, where are Han and Leia's grandchildren? And J.J. was like, I don't know, you tell me to George Lucas, which is bullshit, J.J. Abrams. Why don't you know? Do you not, have you not read any of the extended universe? Do you not know that they had three children and they have a grandchild now? No? You don't know because you don't care. Sorry, I don't mean to yell J.J. Abrams. He's a nice guy, I'm sure. But it is worrying to me. Like, I don't feel like Princess Leia is going to be a Jedi Knight. and I don't feel like her and Han have any kids. If I am wrong, hallelujah, I would love to be wrong. Please let me be wrong. Please let that have been George Lucas joking because that girl is actually their grandchild, Daisy or whatever her name is. Please let that be the case. But if it's not, it's just like, all right, well, you know, cool, I guess. Everything's about Luke, isn't it, with you people? You know, all you love is Luke. Um, the next news is that this is so awkward without Katrina. 
<laughs> I keep waiting for somebody to respond and they're not there. Everybody send well wishes to Katrina. Um, Stan Lee, during an interview recently, was told by um, the person interviewing him that Iceman is gay, or maybe asked, like, what do you think about that? And Stan Lee's like, what? Iceman's gay? <laughs> Which is kind of the best and funniest response that Stan Lee could ever have to anything. <laughs> what? Wait, what? He's gay? Um, he didn't seem negative about it at all. Which I also really like about Stanley. He was just like, wow, cool, whatever. Uh, but he just didn't know. He said he doesn't read magazines or anything anymore because his eyesight's bad. By the way, if you go over to his channel and you watch anything, Stanley looks like he is moments from death at any time. So I'm really not surprised that he's not kept up to date about every little development. He's probably just like trying to chill on a couch somewhere. Um, the next news I'm going to skip because that would have been more of a Katrina topic. Uh, Quicksilver talked about his uh, X-Men Apocalypse scene and said it's going to be longer, more in-depth. We're going to learn more about the character. I'm really interested because I think my timeline... Um, there's a truck outside. Hopefully you can't hear it. I think my timeline is a little messed up because if he's in X-Men Apocalypse, wouldn't Quicksilver be like like 30 now? I don't know because it's weird. I, I'm not, I don't get how that him going back into the past and then meeting up with them and like to the future, like... I'm a little confused as to how old Quicksilver is. So, are they going to age him up? Am I just really wrong? Is my timeline screwy? I don't know. Feel free to share if you know. Uh, moments from Death, the Stan Lee story. I agree, Pipers. Um, I finally watched the Gods of Egypt trailer. I'd been uh, holding off because it's stupid. I'm not going to see the movie. But I was looking up news and it was right there in front of me. So I watched it. Oh, God. For those of you who don't know, Gods of Egypt is some movie about the ancient Egyptian gods where I think, like, Bradley Cooper? I don't know. Some white guy. No, Brad, maybe it's Bradley Cooper. No, maybe it's Russell Crowe. I, I can't really, you know, sometimes I can't tell people apart. Some white guy, and then the white guy from Game of Thrones who plays Jamie Lannister, um, are playing Seth and Horus, which, if you know anything about Egyptian mythology, um, is a little frustrating. Uh, for multiple reasons. I, I think we've talked about this before, so I won't go too in-depth. But it was weird to even watch. Because there was just a whole group of people that were not brown-skinned. Like, even the not-gods were not brown-skinned. And it was strange because, like, has anyone ever looked at a picture of Egyptians? Because they painted themselves. They painted themselves a lot. And they painted themselves brown. Now, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, Egyptians were black, or black African, because, to be honest, they weren't, they, they were for a small bit of time when Kush conquered them, um, but you can see in their depictions, they depict black people, and they depict Middle Eastern people as different from them. They have different skin tones, they're different colors. Um, you know, the Egyptian people were made up of probably a, a large group of different people because of where they were located, um, but they were definitely brown people. So it's very strange that they decided to cast super-duper European-looking white men to play ancient Egyptian gods. Now, they're not playing, like, Ptah or Cleopatra, somebody who we can argue, oh, you know, at this time there was Greek influence and blah, blah, blah. Nope, that's not happening. We are talking the very first kind of origin story, although they've messed it up completely because that's what Hollywood does, of the Egyptian gods. In fact, they should be darker, if anything, because it's obvious they came from animal gods in the beginning. So it's, it's, just, it's weird, and I didn't like it 
watching it, even besides my whole, like, oh, this is unfair for actors of color who never get roles. Like, no. It just looks freaking weird. Um, especially in today's day and age. Back in the day when you watch the Moses movies and you watch all that stuff, you're like, uh, you know, Hollywood ain't no no better. They were still drawing long eyes and, and crazy mustaches on white people and trying to pretend they were Asian and, and Middle Eastern. But here, it's like they're not pretending. They're just straight up white people. And it, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right at all. Um, and finally, uh, the other thing that really bothers me about it is... Bailey, you're distracting me. Oh my god, you cannot cuddle me right now. This is unacceptable. What are you doing? How dare you? How dare you? Sorry, my cat has decided that he is Katrina for now. You are, Just sit down and tell me what you think about the gods of Egypt. Have a seat. He did it! For those of you who are listening instead of watching, Bailey just sat down next to me. I think he's going to tell you all about the gods of Egypt right now. What do you think? What do you think about the gods of Egypt? What do you think, Bailey? No, you're just going to keep purring? Okay. Moving on. You guys get it. I hate it. It looks shitty and stupid. And I wish they would have... Oh, oh, I remember. Sorry. The very last thing that I was going to say was uh, some people have argued that, oh, you know, they want star power. Uh, and that's why they picked white actors. Let me be very honest with you. The guy who played Jamie Lannister, whose name most people don't know, is the other big main character. And I definitely didn't know who that other guy was, the human who he's hanging out with. So this argument that they wanted to cast very well-known white people is just not true. There are black people and brown people, Middle Eastern people, Indian people. Shoot, I'd have taken any kind of brown person. I'd have taken a Mexican before I would take a Viking playing Horus doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, uh, there was actually no reason. It, w it wasn't casting. It, it's, it's impossible that that was casting because there are plenty of, of people of color who are of a higher tier and more likely to draw people to a theater than whatever that guy's name is. Uh, also, speaking of people of color, um, I watched the Rainbow Six Siege trailer. I don't know if you guys saw, or commercial, excuse me. And it's one of the live-action commercials. And normally those, I, they're pretty cool, but they're also pretty cheesy. You know, like the ones where it's like you and your friends in real life are shooting people and saying, woo, and eating your Doritos. Um, so they had Idris Elba kind of like pep-talking you through sieging a house. And it was oddly compelling. Like, I'm not just saying that because it was Idris Elba, but... It was actually like a really good commercial, uh, so you guys should watch it if you haven't yet. It kind of makes me want to buy Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I've played it. I enjoyed it. If you guys watched, uh, you can go look at the past highlight and see I played the beta. And I, I enjoyed it when I played the beta, so. <laughs> Idris Elba. Uh, oh, and in a very exciting news for me, Agent Carter Season 2 had a preview go up, so we got to see our first look kind of at what the heck Peggy's doing in LA. It's interesting for multiple reasons. First of all, we see some faces that we all know and love. Second of all, we see very conspicuously a face we do not like. Well, we don't see a face. It's not there. Uh, her best girlfriend is is not there with her. Uh, Lindsay Fonseca. What was her actual character's name? Nope, it's just gone. All right. See this whining Katrina. Bailey is staring up into my face and distracting me. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but instead, she appears to maybe have a new sidekick who is black man, and it kind of seems like maybe they have some chemistry. 
that's pretty exciting. If you know anything about the Marvel Universe, you know that there is a slight chance that uh, Peggy Carter may have had um, a child or a relationship with somebody who appears on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or like, somebody who appears on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be her descendant, in other words. Uh, somebody of color. Anyway, it's an interesting theory. Not necessarily true, but fun to think about. Especially now that they've shown this. It's like, ooh, what if that's the case? Um, I played Fallout 4, and I liked it. That's my review for Fallout 4. Baby, I like it. The way you play Fallout 4. Baby, I like it. The way you murder the super mutants. Nope, that didn't really rhyme. Uh, I've been playing Fallout 4. You can watch my streams on here, same channel as Woman Up. Uh, if you are listening, you can go to www.twitch.tv slash Sarah the Rebel. Sarah's an H, of course. And um, I'm not very far into the story yet because I like to explore and hang around and, uh, I don't know, disintegrate all the wood in the surrounding area. I've got problems, okay? I'm not ashamed to say that I have problems. Um, it definitely hits the addictive nature, like it taps into the, the kind of games that are extremely addictive, so I think that's great. It's got a lot of Skyrim qualities to it, uh, and I'm enjoying it. It's, it's difficult for me because I suck at shooting things when I don't have a scope, but I, I you know, I, I feel like I'm getting better. I do. Um, yes, Tech, you really do have to see that commercial. Go look it up. Idris Elba Rainbow Six Siege commercial. Uh, Katrina was supposed to tell you how she felt about Battlefront, but she's invisible. Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 did a Kickstarter to come back, and within the week they raised $2 million, which was their goal. They have 23 days left, and they're way over $2 million now. I think they're at, uh, 2300000 something. So, yeah, feel free to go and help them reach any stretch goals they might have. That was kind of crazy. I was going to promote them and tell you guys, oh, go support that because it would be awesome. But, I mean, they made it. They're fine. There's no need. Um, wow, I went through my news so fast that it, wow, I sh guys, you should not have let me rush. I'm going to stretch this last piece of news out really long. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Ronda Rousey lost. So Holly Holmes? Is that her name? Anyway, I bring it up because a lot of people are talking shit. They're like, oh my gosh, Ronda Rousey's been uncovered. She's a fraud. You know, is she ever going to come back? Blah, blah, blah. Like, acting like losing a match is the end of your career in uh, the UFC, which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, she had a winning streak. She had a crazy winning streak. She brought more attention to a female fighter than anybody else before her. And cool, she lost. It happens. Get over it. It's normal. Uh, I, I can't even believe like the way people have been talking so much smack. And the way it just turned as soon as she lost. It, it was very interesting. Um, so yeah, just a reminder not to uh, be so quick to pretend like you knew that was going to happen, A. Or B, like that's the end of the world for her. It, it Fighters win and fighters lose. That's how it goes. Yeah, that final kick, uh, I, I agree with you, Ninja Puss. It looked like death happened to her. Um, oh, I got her name right? That's awesome. Uh, and yes, Pipers, as far as Fallout goes, I need to use my vats more, but I keep forgetting to use my vats, and then in the middle of vats, I forget exactly how to activate vats. It's very confusing. Um, yeah, so that was all of the news, which is bad, because it, we're supposed to be like 40 minutes in now. <laughs> 
Well, like I said, this is a very short podcast. Um, the main topic was going to be things that Katrina and I were thankful for. But it doesn't feel right to do that without her. And I feel like it is something we can still do at the next podcast, even though uh, Thanksgiving will probably happen by then. So I'm going to, on the fly, change the main topic <coughs> to something that I will think of. <clears throat> What's What else is going on that we could talk about? I'm waiting for people in the in the chat to tell me if they have anything they would like the main topic to be. Because otherwise, I'm really going to have to make this up. So far, I'm thinking the main topic is going to be cats. I am thankful for you. Of course I am. I'm thankful for all of you who are listening. Uh, I mean, that probably was going to be the finale of the thankful episode, so I take it back. Pretend I didn't say that. We'll talk about this next Woman Up podcast. I agree with you, Tech. I also hope that she comes out and wins. It will be great. I really should have thought of a ma- Well, to be fair, Katrina didn't tell me until pretty close to time for me to like leave work that she wasn't going to make it, so I didn't have a lot of time to think about a new topic. And I really thought it was going to take me longer to go through the news. Yes, you spoiled the finale, Pipers. How could you? Is there anything interesting going on that you'd like my take on? (coughs) Oh no, my cold is getting worse as I talk. Sorry, audience who's only listening. Um, Basically, I also think that Katrina would have spoke on this more but I think we both want to say that there's some crazy shit happening in the world right now. Uh, in Paris, in, in Baghdad, uh, in Kenya, everywhere. Even Japan that day had an earthquake, although luckily uh, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, and there's also a lot of armchair activism around these things. People changing their, their profile picture, and then other people yelling at those people for changing their profile picture to only acknowledge... Um, one kind of tragedy, or the response to our governors. 27 states, I believe, have governors who have said they will not allow Syrian refugees in, and our response is to tweet about it, to be angry about it, but how many people are actually calling their government, their city government, and saying, hey, I want to let you know that as your constituent, I'm not okay with this. How many people are actively trying to fix these problems? Um, So just a reminder that if you can, if you can spare a few moments to tweet, you can also spare a few moments to send an email, um, to do a quick phone call, to leave a voicemail, and make your voice heard in America. This is supposedly a democracy. Uh, Let our governors know in no uncertain terms that this is not okay. Um, Let's not just complain about it, let's be about it. And if you're upset that somebody is posting their picture with with the Paris symbol instead of any of the other tragedies that happened, you know, yes, we've all complained about it, but now let's actually do something useful. Let's donate. Let's let's donate blood. Let's donate money. Let's donate um, our time. You know, let's try to do something positive out of something horrible. That's always my goal whenever I hear about something really crappy going on is, okay, how can I 
make something beautiful out of this horrible thing because it's horrible and it hurts but if we pull if we push hate back into hatred if we push violence back into violence we're just making this cycle that keeps happening over and over again i mean can you imagine if we deny all these refugees somewhere safe to grow to go here here's a little boy who's a refugee growing up in a place that hates him treating him like crap Who's he going to listen to? Is he going to necessarily listen to the people who treat him like crap, who say, hey, don't do these horrible things? Or maybe somebody like Isis will catch his eye and say, hey, you've been treated like crap. You should do something about it. I mean, we're only breeding more hatred, more misery by not helping each other. And the state that I grew up in has really disappointed me because the governor of Roanoke basically said, hey, we shouldn't let refugees in. Remember during World War II when we kept the Japanese in internment? That was a great idea. We should, you know, look to history to be our guide. He literally used a horrible piece of America's history where we took Japanese people from their homes and their jobs and put them in an internment camp as if it was a good thing and something we should do again in regards to the Syrian refugees. That is, it's just, what? Why? Why would that be something you do? Are you just that uneducated? And honestly, he may just be that uneducated because growing up in Virginia, the internment of the Japanese in camps was something we went over very briefly in school. And it wasn't until I moved out here to California and went to the uh, Japanese American History Museum that it really struck me what a horrible thing had happened. Um, it, it's not something we talk about that much in Virginia, I guess, because we're very far removed from it. Um, which doesn't, it's not, doesn't make any sense that we do that because, I don't know, world history is pretty far away from Virginia to Virginia. Anyway, uh, so, you know, it's been a lot of negative things and a lot of disappointing things. And I just want to remind everyone, if you can spare anything, whether it's your time, whether it's money, whether it's donated blood, um, whether it's sending a care package, a letter even, a note, uh, anything you can do to try and help that's more than just... I'm going to be upset about this thing. I would encourage you to do. Even if it's creative. Even if it's writing a, a poem about it. Or writing a story based on it. Or painting a picture. Any of that is, to me, positive and positivity. And saying that this is not going to be allowed to define us. Uh, we, as the world, we are not about this. So, consider it. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a link to an anti-war speech from Doctor Who Pipers. Yeah, you know, the, the whole war thing is frustrating. I was thinking back to when I was in middle school, and the Twin Towers were destroyed by terrorists. And the next week in school, all of us, all of us 13, 14-year-old kids, were saying, we need to drop an atomic bomb on Afghanistan. We, would you miss it? What's even there? It's just desert. We need to kill all of them. They're horrible. But we were a bunch of middle schoolers, and we had been influenced by what we saw on TV, by things we'd heard adults say. We were children. It's not great, but it is more acceptable for that to happen when you're a child. You don't understand. You don't get that there are people just like you living in Afghanistan. Like, exactly like you. The Afghanistan, the Afghani version of Sarah is sitting in front of her TV right now recording a podcast. Like, you don't get that when you're a child. And... It's just so unacceptable to me that I'm hearing the same sort of rhetoric that I said as a child out of grown people's mouths. Like, oh, we, we need to just get, get rid of all of them. Just kill them all. Like, are you kidding me? 
First of all, don't claim to be Christian or Muslim or Jewish saying that kind of thing because that's definitely against all of the rules to feel that way. You're supposed to let God judge, just want to remind you. But second of all, just as a, a human, a human being to another human being, that the complete lack of compassion and understanding and empathy is very disturbing to me to see adults in governmental positions in my country saying that sort of thing. It bothers me a lot. Uh, anyway, so I guess that was the main topic is just there's a lot of shit going on and let's not let that shit define us and let's try to bring more positivity and not create more negativity during all this crazy ass shit. This has been a PSA from Seta. Uh, and now, on to chick pics. Chick pics for anybody who is new watching the show or listening to the show for the first time are where Katrina and I pick things usually made by women, featuring women. In some way, women are a very big focus of whatever it is that we're sharing that we share with all of you. And I just realized one of them I don't have the link to, so let me grab that real quick. Um, but this week, I had some great ones. Twitter. Um, number one, I'm going to link it in the chat. Copy. Paste. Uh, Unveiling Visions, the Alchemy of Black Imagination. It's uh, basically an exhibition in New York that explores and celebrates black sci-fi, comics, fantasy, and other diversity within speculative fiction. Uh, somebody sent me a press release about it. I went, read more about it, looked into it. I'm extremely sad that I'm not in New York because it looks gorgeous, it looks beautiful, it looks very interesting. If any of you have a chance to go to New York, you should check it out. If any of you know people in New York, you should tell them about it. Uh, I think this is something positive and awesome and I would like it to be very successful so that they do more of this sort of thing. Uh, we've gone over it before, but uh, in the black community, sometimes geeks and nerds can feel even more left out because there is the suggestion that they are not actually black. They are acting white if they are nerdy or geeky. Um, there's a lot of feelings of not fitting in. Uh, if you're a black person who happens to like Star Trek, for example, or Lord of the Rings. Um, so it's great to see uh, big things like this that celebrate specifically blurreds, um, which is the fun colloquial internet term for black nerds. Um, it's, it's good and it's positive and I would like to see more of it, so let's support it. My second chick pick is No Hero Now by Jenny, well, sorry, let me pause. No Hero Now is on um, Stan Lee's channel, uh, World of Heroes, and it was directed by Jenny Kong, who's a very awesome woman that Katrina and I got to work with at Geek and Sundry. And the music video is really cool. It features a uh, female superhero, and it's her story, so I won't spoil it for you. Um, but you guys should go check that out. Just look up No Hero Now. You can find the link to it on Nerdy But Flirty and uh, Movie Pilot, I believe, as well. And last but not least, my final chick pick is somebody who I discovered while I was researching. Uh, I wrote an article. I don't think it's gone up yet, but it's about uh, female devs that I'm excited for. Oops. That was the wrong link. <laughs> well, technically it was the right link, but it wasn't a very pretty link, so we're going to send a pretty link. Um, it wrote an article about female devs, and I realized when I wrote the first draft that all of the women were white. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hang on a second. 
I know there are women of color who are developing games. How come I don't know about them? How come I don't hear about them? So I did a little more research, and there's going to also be another article uh, in the future that dives into a little more. Um, but um, I don't, I've never said her name out loud or heard it before. I believe it's Lizette Titre. Um, she's a developer, and she really caught my eye. She's doing a lot of really cool things. Uh, that you should totally check out. So I've linked her Twitter. I would love it if you go follow her. Feel free to say that Woman Up sent you if you would like. Uh, but she seems like somebody to pay attention to and somebody who's going to be uh, on our radars, uh, somebody we're going to speak about a little more uh, in the future. And she also does a lot of giving back. Like she's done speeches with NASA and Black Girls Code and things like that. She's also very focused on diversity, getting more people... Uh, involved in getting more girls, specifically women of color, interested in making games. And I think that's really awesome, and of course that's a cause that I want to support as well. So, let's go follow her on Twitter. And that's it guys, this was an extremely short episode of Women Up Podcast. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, you know, as you know, my co-host was out, so it is exactly half as short because we have exactly half as many co-hosts. Uh, also, sorry, it wasn't, uh... <laughs> Yes, Derek, white people. I don't know why you're yelling white people, but hello. Uh, that was an interesting conversation, actually, before I sign off completely. Tay Diggs uh, recently said that he doesn't want his son to be called black. He wants his son to be called mixed. And this caused a little bit of a tizzy uh, on the internet where a bunch of black people felt that he was saying um, that somehow this was going to protect his child or uh, that... You, you know, it might seem like he wasn't proud of his child being black. And I addressed it briefly. You can go find all my tweets about it. I, I said briefly, but I sent like 38 tweets about it. As a mixed child, I can say this is something near and dear to my heart. Um, and it is that it's not easy, of course, being mixed. Um, but something that makes it a lot harder is the fact that society will not call you what you want to be called. Society will not acknowledge you in the way that you want to be acknowledged. And society kind of does that to everybody, so don't feel don't feel left out, mixed children. But, um, you know, a good example, I've brought up before, people constantly will tell me I'm lying and tell me that I am clearly a Latina because I don't look black at all uh, and I don't look Indian at all. Indian people are like, you're definitely not Indian. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, you want to see my, my grandma and her sari that she wore because she's freaking Indian? Anyway, um, and white people have always made it very clear that I don't get to be white. Um, but in truth, I am all of those things. And it doesn't matter what society tells me I am or what society needs me to be. They need me to be put into a box. They need me to be easily understood. But as a mixed child, you will grow up with a lot of anxiety if you try to fit into one box or the other. Uh, so my advice for you, if you're raising a mixed child or if you are mixed and young listening to this, or, you know, if you're somebody who's just interested in the topic... Um, is to know yourself, to know your history, and to accept that you are not black, you are not white, you are not Indian, you are all of those things. You are also black, you are also white, you are also Indian. You are mixed, and you get to be many things, and you don't have to fit in with any one group of people, and you don't have to fit in with what society tells you. And, of course, the negative side of that is, Tay Diggs may want his child to not be shot up by the police because he's not a black man, he's a mixed man. But it doesn't matter, the police are still going to see a black man. Uh, and that's the unfortunate truth of life. So, 
the best you can do for your child is, is raise them to be true to themselves and to believe in themselves and to pray to God that they don't have a run-in with the police because I don't know what to tell you as far as that goes. We don't seem able to prevent that sort of thing. Yes, Bad Bonobo, I agree. Uh, you know, I've never actually looked into what Halle Berry has said about her children. That's pretty interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely hard. It's something that a lot of people struggle with. I remember watching a spoken word uh, artist performing, and she looked like a black woman who maybe was mixed, but maybe not. She was a light-skinned black woman. And she said, she basically, her poem was about how when she was younger, she thought she was white. And then the white people were like, nah, you're not one of us. And then she thought she was Puerto Rican, and eventually, no, you're, Puerto Ricans say you're not one of us. And then I discovered I was black, and I belong here, and I'm accepted, and I'm happy now. Um, but it made me a little sad for her, because you could tell from the way the poem was written that this was kind of a newer development for her. And I couldn't reach through the television and say, hey, guess what? You're going to have that same disappointment in a few years when you're, you're not black enough, because you can't pretend that you're only one of these things. Like, no matter what race you try to be as a mixed person, you're never going to live up to that race's expectations. White people, like, half the time be like, Sarah, you're not black, you're, you're blah, 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 you're mixed or you're Spanish, but they definitely never say, hey, Sarah, you're white, you're one of us. Do you know how much that would mean to me if white people were like, Sarah, we feel like you're white? Like, that would be awesome. Um, but they don't do that. And Indian people, like I said, that was a terrible experience. And then black people... Yes, most welcoming of all my three races that I am, but still, I was often made to feel that I, you know, I'm not black. I'm not black enough. I'm not, I'm trying to be cool by being black. You know, these are things that happen not just to me, but to other mixed kids, because we had a whole talk about it on Twitter. But a lot of other people feel this way too, and you're never going to have any satisfaction. You're never going to get rid of that anxiety, that anxious feeling inside, until you accept that you are more than just one, and that you are this and... And it becomes very fulfilling. And once you accept yourself and understand who you are, everyone else is kind of forced to accept you. Uh, and it becomes a non-issue. I no longer worry if white people accept me, if Indian people accept me, if black people accept me. I don't need anyone to accept me because I know who I am. Uh, and that's the kind of joy that you'll get as a mixed child once you get to that realization. And if you end up being a parent of a mixed child, I recommend you really talk to them and really teach them to take pride in all of the different cultures and ethnicities that they come from because it's cool and it's awesome and they'll appreciate it when they're older Derek this is why I will never allow you to be a co-host anyway guys um, so that's the end of the podcast sorry I went on a little mini mini rant it's just something like I said near and dear to me because um, I try not I don't know it's awkward to bring up the mixed people troubles when there's so many other troubles going on in the world. To be honest, mixed people probably have, like, not the worst troubles. Uh, the most that happens is our moms got, um, you know, the snip-snip without knowing because doctors are evil. Uh, and sometimes we're killed because people think we're one or the other, or sometimes we don't fit in. But to be honest, sometimes being mixed is pretty great. I really enjoy being mixed. Mostly because uh, people give me a lot of opportunities because I get to be that person of color, but I'm pale enough not to threaten anybody. Uh, and also because I love all the cultures that I come from. And I like being unique and different. But it took a while to get here. And it does for a lot of mixed people. So, all jokes aside, it's not easy. Uh, but it's definitely not the worst. Uh, so, you know, don't really get to talk about it that often. We do not get the best hair. We get a crapshoot. 
I've said this many times. I wish my hair would have picked a race. I could have had nice, fine hair like my mom. It could have been fine and curly because my dad has curly, coarse hair. Uh, I could have had a fucking afro, which would have been fine because you know what to do with an afro. Instead, I have this, I don't know, I'm kind of whatever I feel like hair that doesn't want to do anything. My friends out here can't corn roll it because they're not used to this kind of hair. And then, uh, bless her heart, the person who did my photo shoot did the best job that she could. But to be perfectly honest, she was not prepared for my hair. We had to hide half of my hair behind my head because she was just like, oh my god. Um, my hair is, is ill-behaved. And I would have much rather had hair that picked to be either white people hair or black people hair. would have been wonderful. You know, while we're griping about things that I wish I would have gotten. <laughs> a booty! Come on, baby Jesus, why didn't you give me a butt? My dad has a nice butt. What? what why? Could have been a mixed girl. Could have had hazel eyes, a nice big butt, a curly blonde afro. Instead, I came out looking Puerto Rican as hell. <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, I've been Sarah the Rebel. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Pinterest and Steam. Anywhere you want to find me is Sarah the Rebel. And Okatrina is not here, but normally she is, and she's great. She makes the podcast much longer and much more interesting. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, thank you for listening. If you're listening on allgames.com, you are super awesome, rad. And for those of you watching this later on YouTube or Twitch, ah, you can see my face. Uh, signing off. Bye. 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 Oh, this is the part. Bailey, can you say bye like Katrina does until I walk away? My cat is not cooperating. But he did at least sit there.